as we looked at the crucifixion of Jesus two Sundays ago, we were reminded of the depth of God's love for us, right? That He loved us so much that He would send His Son, Jesus, to die in our place, taking the sins that we uh, you know, taking on our sins so that we could then be made sons and daughters of God. The story of Scripture, in one sense, is a love story. It is constantly putting on display the love that God has for us. Uh, the love that God has for His people. And we see repeated throughout Scripture that even when God's people are unfaithful to Him... He continues with His constant and faithful love for them. And so it is true with us today. He has a constant and faithful love for us. The Hebrew language has a word for this. uh, And Scripture uses it over and over again in the Old Testament. uh, That what we're going to be looking at today uh, captures Uh, one component of this. And so that faithful love that Scripture speaks of over and over again is hesed. Now, that's how we would pronounce it probably, hesed. Uh, In Hebrew, it has a harsher sound. It's chesed. Uh, I still remember uh, Dr. Allen teaching us about it. He says, you know you said it right if the person in front of you has to wipe off their neck. Uh, So, uh, chesed. Uh, God's faithful love. Uh, scripture, it, it's hard to translate into a uh, kind of a one word that would capture it in English. So in uh, your Bible translations, you'll see it, uh, his loyal love, his loving kindness, his steadfast love or his faithful love. We're going to spend the month of July in some selected psalms. So we're going to have a five weeks. We're going, to, we're going to be looking at some of the psalms. And they are such beautiful, beautiful passages for us to study. There is so much for us to learn in the psalms about who our God is. So much to learn about who we are. So much to learn about prayer. Because these are prayers to God, so much to learn about praise, because they are songs of praise to God. And so we're going to spend a month just taking a look at some of these psalms and and learning about our God through them and, and what that means for us. And today's psalm is going to focus in on his faithful love for us. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Psalm 103. Our sermon is titled, The Faithful Love of God. The Faithful Love of God. I'm going to read Psalm 103 for us and then pray for us. Of David. My soul, bless the Lord, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. My soul, bless the Lord, and do not forget all His benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you 
with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field. When the wind passes over it, it vanishes, and its place is no longer known. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is towards those who fear him, and his righteousness towards the grandchildren of those who keep his covenant and remember to observe his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all his angels of great strength who do his word, obedient to his command. Bless the Lord, all his armies, his servants who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all the places where he rules. My soul, bless the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth of your word. That we can believe this. That it is accurate. I pray that you will open our minds to understand it. To believe it. And that our lives will be changed because of it. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to walk through this psalm and, and kind of highlight, there's so much here uh, about our God, but we're going to highlight especially the components of his faithful love towards us uh, and then end with what that means for us, how, that, how we should respond to that. And so the first thing that we see is the faithful love of God is to be remembered. The faithful love of God is is to be remembered. Here we see David making a personal call to himself to bless the Lord. A personal call to himself to, to be a person of praise because of God and his faithful love. So let's look back at verses 1 through 5 again. My soul bless the Lord, and all that is within me bless his holy name. My soul bless the Lord. And do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. And your youth is renewed like an eagle. 
David starts out by speaking to himself, to his soul, to his innermost being, all that is within him. And he's telling himself, bless the Lord. Uh, Speak well of the Lord. Say wonderful things about the Lord. It's another way of saying praise the Lord, but specifically talking about Tell truthful, beautiful things about what the Lord has done and who He is. And so he's telling himself, speaking to himself, don't forget to bless the Lord. Don't forget to praise the Lord. Everything that's in your being, every fiber of your being should be praising the Lord. In verse 2, he says it again, My soul, bless the Lord, and do not forget all His benefits. And you may think, well, that's an odd thing to say. If, 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 if God has been so loving towards us, uh, if He does all of these great things for us, why would you have to remind yourself, hey, don't forget about these things. Remember these things. Remember all the benefits you have. But the reality is, we are all forgetful people. We forget to pause. We forget to reflect on the goodness of our God. We can get so busy with life. So one, there's the the element of sin which causes us not to bless the Lord. But then there's also, we just get so busy with life that we can just... Forget to pause and look around and see how good and faithful our God is. And so David, knowing this, remember, this is David, the man after God's own heart, and he's having to tell himself, don't forget to bless the Lord. Don't forget all the benefits you have because of the Lord. And verse 3 through 5, he's now speaking some of those benefits. He's reminding himself, this is true of you because of who God is. This is what God does for you. He forgives all your iniquity. He's a forgiving God. His faithful love brings you into forgiveness. He heals all your diseases. We know that God does heal us physically this likely is talking about a spiritual healing because he's speaking to his own soul and saying that God heals you. God takes care of you. He redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with faithful love and compassion. That's the first time we see faithful love in this text. So now that what is the glory that is over us, so crown often a symbol of something of like the glory that is over someone, symbolic of something that they, a position that they have. The glory that is over us is God's faithful love. He crowns us with his faithful love and he satisfies us and he renews us. And so David, remembering all of these things, is saying, don't forget to bless the Lord. Remember to bless and praise the Lord because this is who your God is. This is what your God has done for you. 
the faithful love of God is to be remembered. And we have to remind ourselves. We have to be intentional about stopping and looking around and saying, I can see God's faithfulness here. Like the song we sang earlier, the evidence of God's goodness is all over our lives. But sometimes we forget to look around and see it. And so it is to be remembered. The second thing we see in this text from Psalm 103 is this. The faithful love of God overflows to His people. The faithful love of God overflows to His people. So David started out with a personal call to himself, bless the Lord. And now he's going to continue on uh, emphasizing the Lord's character. Emphasizing the things about our God and how God is towards His people. And so verse 6 through 10, we read this. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed His ways to Moses, His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. The faithful love of God, out of His character, out of who He is, the faithful love of God overflows into our lives. And he talks about God being a God of righteousness and justice for the oppressed. Likely because he mentions Moses here, looking back on the oppression that God's people were in in Egypt. And God enacting righteousness and justice to free them from that. So that they could worship Him and come into the land that He was promising them. He says He's revealed His ways to Moses. He's, he's shown Himself. And He's going to use here in verse 8 the description that God gives to Moses. When he, he says, this is who I am, he says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in faithful love. That faithful love overflows to us. Uh, he doesn't just have a little bit of love and compassion and mercy and grace for us. It abounds in, uh, in our lives everywhere. And verse 9 and 10 addresses specifically our sins. He will not always accuse us. And of course, because we're sinful, fallen people, we deserve that. We've earned that because we rebel against Him. But for His people, the people that He has crowned with faithful love, He will not always accuse them. He will not deal with us as we deserve. And we see his commitment to that in what happened with Jesus Christ. Because God the Son, Jesus Christ, came, lived perfectly as God called us to live. And yet we all failed. 
his son lived perfectly and then died, took the accusations that we deserved, took the punishment that we deserved. And since that is true, that's why this is true for us. He will not accuse us always if we've trusted in Jesus Christ. He has not dealt with us according to what we deserve. We deserve separation from God. And yet, God made a way to bring us close to Him. His faithful love towards us drew us in when we were running away from Him. His faithful love abounds. It overflows to us. Paul kind of uses language like this in Ephesians when he's talking about our salvation and how we were dead in our trespasses. We were dead in our sins. And so Ephesians 2, verse 4 and 5, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love that He had for us, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in trespasses. You were saved by grace. So he lists how we are dead, how we are, uh, you know, we were opposed to God. And yet God, who is rich in mercy, he's not stingy in it. He, it, it overflows to his people. It abounds. We have a God whose faithful love overflows to his people. The next truth we see in Psalm 103 is this. The faithful love of God is vast. The faithful love of God is vast. We're given descriptions here to just try to emphasize how great His faithful love is. How how great it is towards those who fear Him. Towards His people. How deep and how wide. Verse 11 through 14. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His faithful love. Towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows that we are made, for he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. So David picks up a couple of uh, images to try to explain the vastness, the greatness of God's love towards his people. Think of the heavens. When's the last time you went out at night and looked up at the stars? My kids and I, we downloaded an app this week and we were looking at constellations, looking at the stars... When's the last time you looked at that and just pondered the greatness of how far away things are? How small, really, we are in this vast, vast universe. David takes that to try to, just try to capture. In reality, it's beyond our comprehension. But just try to capture, this is how great God's love is for you if you are one of His children. The closest star to our sun. So just, David didn't have the exact specifics, right? But just, I looked up a little bit just to think about this. 
about how vast the universe is, about how vast everything is in the heavens. The closest star to our sun is named Proxima Centauri. Proxima Centauri is 4.2 light years away. So what that means, light travels at 186,000 miles per second. That means in a year, at that speed, light would travel 5.88 trillion miles. Proxima Centauri is 4.2 light years away. That's the closest star to our sun. And there's so much beyond, so much further out there. And David is saying, think about the heavens. Think about how vast that is. That's how great God's love is for you. That's how much your God loves you. It is vast. It is beyond what we can even comprehend. Stuart Townsend emphasizes that in his, uh, in his song, in his hymn, How deep the Father's love for us. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that He should give His only Son to make a wretch His treasure. The faithful love of God is vast. It's beyond our comprehension. We can't even get our minds around it. But David wants us to think about that. To understand God's love is so far beyond what you can even understand and see. So you can trust in it. You can trust that it's going to carry you through. The the next thing we see is the faithful love of God is eternal. The faithful love of God is eternal. So there's going to be a contrast here to try to emphasize this and help us know that God's faithful love will continue on through all of our lives. It is internal, so he takes the temporal nature of man and contrasts it with God's eternality and his eternal love. Verse 15 through 19. As for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field, but when the wind passes over it, it vanishes and it place and I'm sorry, it vanishes and its place is no longer known. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is towards those who fear him and his righteousness towards the grandchildren of those who keep his covenant, who remember to observe all his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. So the fourth thing we see is the the faithful love of God is eternal. It will not come to an end. And for sinful people, that's really good news. For sinful people who sometimes really make a mess of things, To know that God's faithful love will not cease. We will not come to a point where God says, enough with you. I I will not love you any longer. That's not who our God is. God's love is eternal towards us. And so the temporal nature, he tries to, to just kind of give you an image and says, think about how quick a flower can blossom and bloom 
And then the dry, hot desert winds blow across it. And it shrivels up and it's gone. There's nothing left of it. This week on Monday, I took a picture and sent it to Sarah Grace and said, look at these three flowers that bloomed in the middle of our yard. Never seen them before. These beautiful yellow flowers. On Tuesday, two of them were shriveled. On Wednesday, the third one was shriveled. And there was nothing left but these little stems. They bloomed and they were such this beautiful thing. And in less than a day, two of them were gone. And in two days, all three of them were gone. Because the hot wind, the scorching sun burned them up. And so David takes that image and says, think about how temporal things of this world are and how quick they disappear. And says, that is the polar opposite of God's love for you. God's love is an eternal love. Verse 17, but from eternity to eternity. From eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is towards those who fear Him and His righteousness towards the grandchildren of those who keep His covenant. His faithful love goes throughout all of our lives. His faithful love is an overflowing generation upon generation of His people. It is an eternal love. In 1 John 4, verse 8, we are reminded that God is love. The one who does not love God, I'm sorry, the one that does not love does not know God because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent His one and only Son into the world so that we might Live through Him. Love consists in this. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Since God is love, so it's not thing that God has, not a characteristic that He has, it is actually who He is. Since God is love, And since God is eternal, God's love for us is an eternal love. He loved us from before the foundations of the world were set. He loved us by making a plan to send His Son to die in our place. And He has an eternal love towards us. That will carry us all the way in to the new heavens and the new earth. From eternity to eternity, we have the faithful love of God covering us. The last thing we see in this, in Psalm 103, is the faithful love of God should lead us to praise. The faithful love of God should lead us to praise. Now, he actually starts with this idea and ends with this idea too, right? He started speaking to himself. My soul bless the Lord. Don't forget all the benefits of the Lord. Bless the Lord. And now we're going to see a universal call to praise. 
Not just a call for himself, but all of creation should praise him. Verse 20 through 22. Bless the Lord, all his angels of great strength who do his word, obedient to his command. Bless the Lord, all his armies, his servants who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all the places where he rules. My soul Bless the Lord. A universal call. He's, he speaks to the angels in heaven who are serving the Lord, being obedient to the Lord. And he says, angels in heaven, bless the Lord. Speak great of the Lord. Say glorious things about the Lord. He uses a couple different words and, and images of that. So angels of great strength. Bless the Lord, all his armies. So the heavenly armies of angels should be blessing the Lord, praising the Lord. And then he goes on to say all of creation, right? Verse 22, all his works, which the the Lord has created all things. So all his works should bless the Lord. All of creation should bless the Lord. All the places where the Lord rules, which He is sovereign over all things. He rules over all things. So all things should bless the Lord. But in this universal call to praise, David does not forget the need for himself to continue to be a part of that. Right? So he ends exactly where he started. My soul bless the Lord. That's the appropriate response to the faithful love of God as you reflect on how faithful God is to you. As we think about how how great His love is for us, how vast His love is for us, that He would send Jesus Christ to die for our sins so that we could be alive and with Him for eternity. The appropriate response is always praise The appropriate response is to bless the Lord. I love in Paul's writings, he does it in a couple of places where he's writing about things that God has uh, done for us. And then he pauses and just bursts into praise. Praise of God for the stuff that he's been talking about. We see that once in Romans Paul spends 11 chapters in Romans speaking about how great God's love is for us. Speaking about what God did for us so that we could be saved. And at the end of chapter 11, before he transitions into saying, so this is how you should live, we see these words from Paul. 11 verse 33, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and And the knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments, how untraceable his ways for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor and who has ever given to God that God should be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever. Amen. Paul can't contain praise. He can't hold praise in any longer. He's been speaking about the great love of God and says, praise God for this. 
Praise God that He loves you this way. And Paul's doing it himself. He's not saying you should praise Him. He can't contain the praise from his lips. And that's the truth for us. That's the reality that we should live in. Because of His faithful love, because of His hesed, His loyal love for us, we should be a people of praise, constantly praising Him. Today, we're reminded of the faithful love of God. We celebrated it in communion earlier. And we learned about it from Psalm 103. If you're here and you have not trusted Jesus for salvation, we want you to know that the faithful love of God is available to you. Uh, It is available by just believing in Jesus Christ. And God's faithful love will be a crown for you. It will be over every aspect of your life. And so if you want to know more about salvation, if you want to know more about uh, the relationship that is available to you with God because of Jesus Christ, we'd love to be able to talk to you about that. You can see me after the service. You can fill out one of our yellow response cards and just say that you'd like to meet with the pastor. I'd love to be able to talk with you more about the good news of the gospel and what Jesus Christ has done for us. Church, let's remember the faithful love of God. As David says in verse 2, do not forget all his benefits. And in response, let's be a people that blesses the Lord. Let's be a people of praise. And I, I don't mean just on Sunday. I don't mean just in the songs that we sing on Sunday, but a life of praise. That's what David was talking about. He deserves this. Right? The faithful love of God is certainly reason to praise Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You for Your faithful love. The love that You have for rebels. The love that You have for people uh, who are unfaithful often. You continue to demonstrate Your love towards us. Thank You. Change our lives because of it. Help us truly believe it. Help us walk in it. Use us for your glory, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.